0: I'm with Jason Medberry, and you are listening to the Power of Purpose podcast, where we explore how to live a purposeful life, and how creative people like yourself can make a living doing what you love doing. And those of you who have been following our podcast um, will know that in 2023, we haven't really had any postings, have we had, Jason,
1: right? No, we have not. We have not had any episodes so far in 23.
0: Right. Now, we have been doing um, episodes where on this would be episode 152. That's 152 episodes of talking about how to live on purpose. And I need to explain to my listeners what has happened. What has happened is I've been profoundly affected by... This podcast. (laughs) And what that means, and I'm sure you've heard this, that um, many people who are writers or speakers, we all write and speak about what we need to learn. And Mm. so 2023 has been the year where I am finally, finally back to living my life on Purpose, meaning that on purpose, mm. with a choice, and what that means, and if you've been listening to all of our many episodes, it means following your passion, right?
1: Mm.
0: Right? Absolutely. And, oh, and yeah. so, yes. <laughs> and, and my passion has not been doing a podcast yet. <laughs> and and for the past gosh I don't know for I guess three decades I have been teaching comedy and it's helped me you know make a living and it's given me a wonderful life but then there comes a point in everybody's life where we go um, is this bringing me joy is Mm. am I doing something because I've always have done it and is this what I really want to do? And I think a certain time in one's life, especially when you're past the age of sixty, you realize that your life is not is is gonna end. You know, especially when you get those things in the mail about like, hey, thinking about cremation, we're having a sale. Here's a coupon. Which is there's only thing. so many
1: AARP flyers that you can get before you have to be like, "All right, I need to start making some decisions."
0: Right, a sale on cremation. What are you waiting for? It's like you know, which is a horrible thing to send to a Jew. Come jump in our oven
1: now! While yeah. we're ha- we're having a sale, <laughs> I- <laughs> just perusing the Costco aisles. Oh, they sell coffins. Oh, do for. Oh, hey, I want to right. swing past the coffin aisle again. Yeah. I I think I. <laughs> I think it's
0: this fact of life that people don't like to look at, right? They're unhappy with their lives and they don't want to change them, but I got to tell you, there's a certain point where you got to go, I need to have my life the way I need to have my life. It's mm. not like someday I'm going to fulfill my dreams. That's today. So yeah, I have... Um, I get every day um, a lot of email from my books who go um hey can you help me with my speech hey can you help me with my stand-up act and i go no sorry and some and it's not that i don't really have the time now but Mm -hmm. it's not where my passion is so until Mm -hmm. you're able to say no to the things Mm -hmm. that you're good at. I mean, it's not that I'm not good at it. I'm good at it. Um, but you need to open yourself up and leave an opening for the things you want to do. And what has come back mm. to is what I started when I was in my 20s, and that's doing stand-up comedy.
1: Mm. Excellent. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's great because, you know, that the other thing, too, is anyone who's sending or emails or or messages now about wanting you to help them with comedy, there are now so many resources that you can provide them without having to interact with them. I mean, we got 153 episodes of this podcast or 152. Uh, You've got all the books, you've got the online stuff. There's so many resources people can go to nowadays. And I think, uh, you know, kind of in the summation of this being our final episode, I really like the fact that there is so much good stuff that people can go back and visit and they can actually kind of see your journey from the beginning to now of, you know, first starting just about giving advice and then, Concentrating more about you know uh keynote speaking and and speaking and and professionally and then writing and then building a platform all the all these things a comedy writing comedy finding comedy buddies having accountability there's so much stuff in these podcast episodes and I would recommend everybody if you're a big fan and I know if you're upset that we're we're finishing out the podcast that's. Go back, listen to some of the prior episodes. There's some really great stuff in there. And oh, yeah. uh, hopefully they're titled in a way so you can find them and get like quick hits. I mean, we these episodes these episodes are never very long. So there's tons of really <laughs> quick resources in here for you to dive into. If you're one of those people who's read Judy's books, you know, seen her stuff online, all that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, I'd love some more help. The help is there. Just You just got to tap into it and use it.
0: Yes, and and help is all around you. So let's go through, I'll tell you some of my favorite um, exercises that that we have done Mm. that has really helped me come to this point. Um, One is, um, first of all, episode one, we started with living on purpose, like Mm. living with um, doing what you want to do, understanding what makes you feel good, and what what makes what what is an energy suck that's another episode that is just excellent which is getting rid mm. of the toxic people in your life and oh yeah. my god some of the you know it's, that's really hard to do especially when some of the toxic people are in your family or when the toxic people who are naysayers to you, telling you, oh, but how are you going to make a living? Well, how are you going to do this? And what, you're turning down something, you know? It's not going to happen again. You know, that those mm-hmm. scare... I think they're called scarcity consciousness. It's like there's only a limited amount unless mm. you just grab things, whatever they are, even if you don't want them. That's all you're worth. So once... A lot of the people that were very negative in my life are people I had known for a long time. And, of course, you have history with them. And it's not to say you're never going to see them, but sometimes Mm -hmm. to um, add people who are on an upward trajectory. And it doesn't mean that they are necessarily, if you want to do stand-up comedy, that they're stand-up comics. It could be I'm hanging around with people who really want to get good at pickleball right now. And it's such a positive thing because (laughs) it's like, how can I get good at it? And I found a lot of the things that we've suggested in this podcast, especially on the episode about getting coaching and getting feedback. So now Mm. I'm on the other side of the court where I'm not the person. I mean, I do do it once a week on Instagram, but I don't want to get paid for it. I want to do it because I Mm. want to do it. And I do it for another reason, and that's to connect me with like-minded people. Now, when you're out there, a lot of people I know have read my books go, I'm I'm working it up to do comedy. I'm trying to work it up. I'm working up the courage. I get so many emails like, how do you get over stage fright? And, you know, of course, the answer is always obvious. It's been there. (laughs) Books have been titled like, you know, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway kind of thing, Mm -hmm. but that's what I had to do, Jason, because you know, I've written this book comedy bible. I'm going I'm going to go do stand up and everybody's going to go, "Oh my god, she wrote the book on how to do stand up. She's coaching people and she sucks." And so yeah. even <laughs> even though I've done it for so long, I was feeling the exact fear that maybe you're listening to this podcast going, I'm so scared to do it. You know, how am I going to do it? And it doesn't even have to do mm-hmm. a stand-up. Like, how am I going to take this leap? And I'm so scared of being judged by others and putting myself out there. And I better not invite people and all this stuff. And I have to tell you, my first time doing it out there, I did suck, you know, but something incredible happened from taking that first leap to going back to doing it. And what it was, was people at the club started coming up to me. And I started to meet people who are, (laughs) you know, decades younger than me. They started coming over my house. We started to jam comedy material. You know, they told me, oh, here's another gig. Oh, you gotta get into the storytelling gig. And all of a sudden, within moments, I was back into the flow of creativity, being around like-minded mm. people who are out on the court of life, doing it, surrounding myself, going see other people's shows, being there, going—I hadn't been to the improv for twelve years. Um, I took some friends there. Everybody was so welcoming. They invited me to do a show there, and it's been really, really exciting. So, I feel like this podcast of living your purpose. Don't feel bad if you haven't been because it's a journey to come back home, you know, to come back Mm. home to that excitement that you had um, when you first started doing something when you were a lot younger. So when you were younger, Mm. and it could be like even as a kid or as an eight-year-old and you got on that stage and you felt something that made you feel so friggin' alive and then all the responsibility maybe of having a family it got buried and so i'm telling you yep. don't feel bad um it's a journey but slowly but surely inch your way back to that thing that you did in your childhood that that made you who you are today right
1: mm-hmm. yeah well, i i love i love that bit uh, that 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 piece about, you know, finding the like-minded people, finding your tribe, you know, getting back out there again. I Piggyback on that again, getting rid of the toxic people is you, one of my favorite pieces of advice is you don't have to share your purpose with anybody. You know, it goes back to the old Tony Robbins quote of, you know, people are celebrated in public for the work they do in private. And that's uh-huh. what it is, is the, you, you can, you don't have to share if you've got people who are gonna Debbie down and rain on your parade and tell you that the thing isn't possible, they don't need to know shit. They don't need to know anything. And if as long as you're doing the work, you don't need to share. You know, it's and and that, that goes right along with the the toxic and getting rid of the toxic people. And if you can find people who celebrate you, if you can find uh, you know accountability partners or just mentors who may not even be in your field, just people who are out there living a life in the way that you want to live yours, then yes, build those people around you. I think my second favorite piece of advice is one of your classic ones uh, when it comes to writing or creating something, which is make it physical. The idea that you would literally make a version of your book And put it on your desk, like, you know, put the bind the paper together and put a cover on it and do the whole thing. But while you're in the process of writing the book or before you've even written it, you know, just the concept of, 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 of creating a physical thing that you can look at, that you can feel, that you can see, that you can put in a pronounced place so that when you wake up and start doing whatever work you're doing, you're like, I am a writer and here is my book. I am a writer and, he, you know, here, you know, I am an artist and here is my, my painting. I am a sculptor and here is what I, here's the statue I've made, you know, make a physical portion, even if it's not, even if it's just representational of, of the art you're about to create. That that piece of motivation is is fantastic, and I love that, and I highly recommend anyone who's starting I a new project about that. To, do, to take that.
0: I totally forgot about that because oh. you can. I remember we talked about going on Fiverr.com, and mm-hmm. hiring someone to create your book cover before it's yep. written, because then exactly, and, and, you know, like throw twenty bucks at somebody and they'll create mm-hmm. your book cover. And there it is, right? So it exists, and then you look at it every day as, as a reminder to, uh, to, to do it. You know, um, mm-hmm. the other thing is, is like that notion of we talked about, I think we referred to the book Atomic Habits, of, of mm. um, having to build a habit um, by associating it with another habit, right? <laughs> In other mm, words, yeah, if stacking, you, yeah, yeah, stacking habits. That was a game changer to me because, you know, I, I, I just oh, I got to do a gig. I don't want to look at re, uh, you know, do material. I, do, I don't want to look at it. I don't, I'm nervous. I'm scared. I put it off. But then if I go, okay, I can't have coffee. Um, um, with my coffee. I can't drink my coffee um, unless I'm working on this material f- for all the time I get to drink the coffee. So if the coffee takes just five mm. minutes, you can work on something for five minutes. But it's associated with something that you like doing. you know. So I've started mm-hmm. to associating a one-minute plank before I do Wordle. <laughs> Right, so I can't do my Wordle game, the New York Times game, unless I, you know, do a plank, and I can't drink my coffee unless I'm working on my material. Um, that was that that was another tip that you know. And and Jason, you're so full of good tips too. You're just like <laughs> amazing, amazing. And then you know the whole thing again. I think the most powerful part is um, the networking, is networking mm. with other people and seeing other people mm. show. Because I think when you're mm. by yourself, there's been studies done about what makes people happy, and, it's, and mm. it comes down to having a community. So if mm. you want to be in comedy, be in the community of comedy. <laughs> You know, be around people yep. who are out there struggling like you, who have the same insecurities that you do, who have the same lack of, you know, confidence, and um, and that is uh, really going to help. And my networking, I mean, I think of all the amazing people who've been on this podcast both in and out of comedy, like... You know, we've had the great Alan Zweidel, who's the creator of mm-hmm. so many of the incredible um, um, comedy shows, uh, and sitcoms, and the movie Gilda, mm-hmm. and was an SNL writer uh, you know, from the very beginning. It's amazing. And I think of someone like Allie Willis, who's like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know how many gold records she had. She recently died. Um, she wrote the song September. And, you know, I got her to talk about how she got to be so successful as a composer without being able to read music. And because we all... Mm. And, and that, like, all these people on the podcast so inspired me, you know? Um, and then you think of, like, the things that happen in, in, in every day. And we have... You could pitch those as TV shows. I, I mean, I started mm. to do that. I got a call the other day, an email actually from Syria going, hi, I am read your book and I live in Syria. And I went, you live in Syria? Is there comedy in Syria? I know there's civil war and earthquakes, but there's <laughs> comedy. And he goes, oh, yeah, mm. uh, we run a comedy club here. And I go, what? I got a call. you know, So then I worked into pitch and I pitched to All Things Considered at NPR. So it's just like there's so much opportunity out there if if you just look for it, right?
1: So yeah, um, absolutely. So I would say my last tip that I that I really like, and it's from early on in the show, is uh, is the cleaning out your closet, the maintaining your local landscape. I, for so many people out there who might be listening, especially people who have families, especially people who have. Uh, jobs where, you know, they took on something in order to make, you know, to pay the bills. And now that thing has taken over their life. Having that workplace, having that station, having that one area, that little kingdom that you keep, that is just for your art, for your creativity. um, You know, I'm lucky enough now to where that's what I work in, you know, my, my little stations of where I work and create stuff for clients You know, that's, that's how I make my money. But for someone else, it may not be, you may not be at that point yet. So having that little area, it's almost ritualistic, you know, having, maintaining your local landscape saying, Hey, in this section, the area where I write or draw or create or whatever it may be, um, I have these things set up and I keep it clean. I keep it organized. How many times have you wanted to start something, wanted to write a new thing or had an idea for something? And then you were like, this place is a wreck and I have no idea where to do this. I, well, I'll i do it later once I get that cleaned or once I get the laundry off of there or once I get this thing cleaned up or well, I can't do this until I do that. Such a common thing. But if you can maintain at least just one area that is designated for your creative work and you and you find yourself maintaining that. The rest of the house can be a war zone, but this can be amazing. And um, if you can maintain that, it will do so much in, in projecting you forward and creating the momentum you need to do your art.
0: I love ending with this because that was episode two and it cleaned out your closet. And closet means a mm. lot. <laughs> Things you have to come out of. Things you have to go into. I recorded my Audible book in my closet. (laughs) I just went in the closet every day and just did my book. Um, But more than that, um, what it is, is your closet is filled with things that are no longer you. Mm. Um, It's filled with clothes you will never fit into. And if you ever can fit into them again, Do you really want to wear 10-year-old clothes? Mm. And what I found for me, um, which got me to the place now um, of reinventing my life, was I just threw away so much in the closet. So my closet is, I would say, half empty. And Mm. that leaves room for new things to come in. Because Mm. if you want new things to come into your closet, to come into your life, you really got to clear out all the things are there that are no longer you, that used to be you. And Mm. let go of your attachment to them because the best advice I can give you is that in my life, I didn't plan for any of this because I couldn't even imagine selling a book that would be, you know, published in 10 different countries and Brazil and China. And I didn't think I'd ever be a writer. But it's all about saying yes to something new, and then rising to that occasion. And in order to do that, sometimes you got to let go of not only clothes, but the negative voices in your head and all the things telling you you can't do it because Mm. you can. Thank you for listening. I love you all. And I'm sure I'll be popping up on new podcasts here and there. Meantime, thank you, Jason Medberry, for taking me through the Power of Purpose journey.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you to all the listeners, all the people who wrote reviews, all the people who asked us questions, all that stuff. The podcast is staying up. There'll be plenty of times to go back and re-listen to episodes. Uh, But uh, it was great. It was absolutely wonderful. And thank you so much for having me a part of it.
0: Yeah. And thank you all. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Please keep in touch. Bye. For your special gift... Go to the messageofyou.com. That's the messageofyou.com and get your free one year subscription to the message of you university, which is full of lessons to help you find your message and turn it into a speaking career. That's the messageofyou.com.